0: The Last Time I Cried. Brought to you by AIA Vitality. In this episode, the normally jovial and easygoing Patrick Dangerfield talks about the two weeks that followed the death of his coach at the Crows, Phil Walsh. Phil's death shocked the AFL world and left Paddy in tears in the arms of teammates, opponents, in front of a standing crowd and an emotional television audience.
1: Paddy, when was the last time you cried? Last time I cried was around 15, 2015, like properly cried. We've had kids since and been married and had some happy times, but around 15, after Phil Walsh had passed, a week and a half before, that was one of the most surreal sort of weeks of my entire life. So what was the process? How did you get to tears? The week beforehand, so after round 13, I think it was a Wednesday Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Phil was killed. And then 5.30 Thursday morning, David Noble, who was the GM of footy at Adelaide at the time, now at Brizzy, knocked on my door. And when you see someone, 5.30 in the morning, and his, his face was just white, blank, um, you know, Something's not right. And he said, I need you to come in. I said, what's going on? He said, Phil's been stabbed. I said, what? He said, Phil's dead. Need to come in.
0: Hello everyone from Adelaide, we're here at Crows headquarters where as we go to air, fans are continuing to arrive, laying floral tributes for Phil Walsh. He was just 12 games into his career as the Adelaide Crows senior coach. This morning, Phil Walsh was murdered, allegedly stabbed by his 26-year-old son. Si has been charged...
2: As morning broke, the football world awoke to the tragic news.
0: I got a phone call at five o'clock this morning and I knew what had happened. It's just
1: unbelievable. Everyone's in shock and obviously our feelings go out for his wife uh, at the moment. For that day and for the next few days, it was... I didn't cry, it was just total and utter disbelief that someone... Who'd only been at the organization a really short period of time, but had influenced so many, was not gonna be there, and not gonna be there from, you know, because he was he was killed, that in itself was like just it, you couldn't comprehend it. So we were called in, got to the club sort of six o'clock, quarter past six, and then from then on, all our players came in, the club wanted to make sure that they were the, the first ones that told them that you need to come in because the coach has been, been killed. Um, and that's how we sort of all found out. And we had players that didn't find out till till sort of mid morning because you, know, you turn your phone off overnight and you're know, gonna to get to 45 different players. So everyone came in and was told and from then on it was is incredibly emotional for a lot, disbelief for many, and then you sort of control the controllable.
2: The AFL is yet to advise whether or not Sunday's Adelaide-Geelong clash will still go ahead.
1: They delayed the test when Phil Hughes died. Yeah. The, the, the players have just been told, uh, probably they're probably still all together now, they're getting told at sort of 7 o'clock, yeah. uh, imagine what they're going through. We were playing Geelong that week, and and really quite quickly they had informed us that they weren't comfortable playing, and we were certainly not in anywhere near in the position to to take the field.
0: Sunday's game is off. Adelaide and Geelong will each receive two premiership points.
1: Yeah, it was unheard of in in world sport. I'm not. I'm sure it's happened before, but it, to my knowledge, I hadn't seen a You know, seen coach killed mid-season. So you didn't cry when you were told, there's just a numbness around you. It was just like, what? You just couldn't believe it. Is
0: there there a
1: sense of disbelief at the start? I went like, are you sure? Oh, it's total disbelief. Because, like, that is what you see on Netflix or on, in a movie. You don't ever experience it yourself. You're totally removed from that. We're in Australia, (laughs) it's like. Safe house. Yeah, exactly, you you see it on TV, but never do you actually experience it yourself. Not until you do, you just, I just couldn't believe it. So then, how does it play out? How do you
0: get to a point where you actually let go, and you cry, and you wail,
1: and you grieve? Well, that didn't happen until round 15. We didn't play around 14. I mean, traveled to Western Australia to play West Coast and then it sort of, you know, the emotion really tipped over. But that weekend of round 14, I think it was Collingwood, Hawthorne, they linked arms right in the arm. middle of the, the MCG. And that was that was a really emotional moment.
2: And the two teams are coming together here. Solidarity, eh? The two champion captains, in respect of Phil Walsh, the late Phil Walsh, And the football family, eh?
0: Two coaches standing together with their arms around one another.
2: Looked like Alistair was saying something there, who knew Phil probably better than anybody, along with Sean on. Have a look at the the coaches with their arms together here. And again, a wider circle, eh? Around the symbolic centre circle of the MCG.
0: this is remarkable stuff we'll turn it all the way around now
2: well Alistair Clarkson was the conductor and he had uh, 44 plus bucks around him it was uh, made you want to cry in a way but also smile it really did it was yeah. uh, so fitting for everything that's happened today it's been a an incredibly difficult day. But I mean, for us up here, we, we were so moved. I've never seen anything like it, Bruce.
1: It was like the league wrapping their arms around us.
2: The organic nature of the moving post-game tributes receiving nothing but praise.
1: Great credit really needs to go to Alastair
0: Clarkson and Nathan Buckley. They had a conversation pre-game and determined what they wanted to do to pay their respects after the game and... They did it in a way, such a respectful way, that found its way through the entire football community over the weekend.
1: It's such a competitive environment you're in. You know, you're out to, to destroy the opposition on a weekly basis and one-up everyone else. But the way that the league wrapped their arms around us as an organisation and how the club wrapped their arms around their players, um, that that part I won't ever forget because it was just, it was quite incredible. It became. That was more than just a game that you could link arms and pay tribute as Hawthorne and um, Collingwood did. That was a pretty special moment. And then when that happened to us, that's when, you know, emotions totally tipped over and it was like believable. Of course it was believable because we played and he wasn't there. But almost like the the exhale moment of the last week and a half of... and let the emotions roll. But the real emotional breakdown was, was after that West Coast game. Walking off the ground, and, you know, you're up against the guys who you've just crashed into for two straight hours. And because Phil had spent, you know, plenty of time at West Coast and that's where he'd come from, you know, those guys were, were, were certainly emotional as well because they, they knew him so well. That was when it was just, everything was just laid bare. You can't begin to imagine what type of emotional weight they've had to deal with, these players. How incredibly personal it is for them. You just take your hat off to them. So much respect for the way they've handled themselves and the ability to come out here tonight and put in a very, very respectable performance.
0: Fantastic scenes here. Yeah, you know, different players at different levels. Senior players, young players who just come into the club. Anyway, it's hard to put into words.
1: Tremendous respect from the crowd. It's another outpouring of emotions for these...
2: Brave man, and you know, the spectators and the fans are emotional as well. Everyone shared, it, the entire football community has shared in this
0: one. There's was something surreal when everyone was walking off. A, you walked off sort of together in arms, crying. The West Coast players waited, applauded, but the crowd stood and just sort of. You guys have been to a place that,
1: yeah, very and few that, teams have been, and that made it even harder because. Because you're normally used to that hostile reception and there was none of that. You know, you run out to claps and cheers. And that in itself almost makes it worse because you want to get yourself in the... It's almost a reminder. Yeah, it is. It's a total reminder because you want to get yourself into that, all right, we're here to win. Let's get this job done. Let's, you know, let's play how Phil wanted us to play. Um, and then you, you go out to cheers and automatically... And then, you, t- you know, the West... Coast boys come up to you, they shake your hand before the game. They, you know, give you a pat in the back, and it's like, oh, we need to play. We need to do it for him, and that, that reminder. And then the ball bounces, and it's like, all right, we're to go now. And then it finishes. We're well beaten. Just the emotional toll, and and we, you know, they're, they're a great side, but just the the emotional baggage that we carried through that game, and just how exhausted we were from the. Previous weekend, bit was, you know, totally exhausting. Left it all out there, and then after it, it's like, oh my God, just a total release of, yep, this is real. He's gone, he's not coming back, and what's next? Scotty brought us in the room, said I was really proud of the way that we'd represented ourselves, the club, to stick together because we've got you know, the rest of the season to go, and Phil's one of the most competitive buggers I've ever met. And what he'd want is to get back to work, get winning. You're sort of in damage control of of how do we support each other. is a week-to-week game. Get prepared as best we can. And in an interstate team, majority of players are from, from out of state, so the only people you talk to are people in the footy club, unless you're obviously from Adelaide itself. So, so we're, we're um, supporting each other as teammates, as coaches, as staff, because there is no one else. It's just you. You're the family. Yeah, you're the family. And that's a really special thing about being an interstate club when most are from interstate, that you're there all for that common purpose. And when the leader of that common purpose is, is taken away, it's, what can you do? And
2: Grieving and still coming to grips with the death of their mentor, Crow's players returned to training this morning. And with a game just six days away, they have a new coach, Camporealli, pledging to stay true to Walsh's vision.
0: We'll be doing absolute darnest to, to get this club back to how Phil would want it to be. It's obviously a really tough situation that's happened, but um, you know, in times like these where...
1: Everyone's got to step up. Scotty Camparelli, who who took over as coach. I remember walking through, might have been a day or two after um, it had all come out. I remember walking past the coach's rooms. It was sort of an open plan set up. No one was in there, and Scott was just in a corner. Just quiet and just just to himself, and I remember thinking just, and I didn't have the, the, the courage to go over there and just, talk to him, but I remember thinking like, what must he be thinking? He's now gonna rally the troops for one of a better term and get us thinking about playing footy again in the most extraordinary circumstances. Why did you love him? I never had a super tight relationship with Phil, but I had so much respect for the way that he just brought everyone together so quickly. And he'd talk about the pirate ship, and how you're on or you're off. If you're on, you're on. So we do everything together. And I remember we lost a game against the Western Bulldogs and he said, if we lose the grand balls, in this last quarter, I'm telling you, we will be going and doing a swim at Brighton Jetty at five o'clock in the morning. And he was a quirky sort of character, so he didn't know whether, like, Is that true? No, anyway, lost the grand balls. We just lost the game and actually played quite well but it wasn't the point. And um, Jake Kelly, who was living with me at the time, get up at 4.30 the next morning, that Saturday morning. And we're driving down there thinking, what the, f- <laughs> what's going on here? It's pitch black. And everyone gets there, sort of waiting in their cars. like, oh, like, cause Phil could go off. And did you, you know, he'd ride the living daylights out here at different stages. And we thought he's just going to barrel us. And he walks past, and jetty, like all the cars lined up and Phil starts at the end. I think he certainly did it on purpose and he's wearing nothing but a towel over his shoulders and these bright red speedos. <laughs> Walks past that and I'm like, what is going on here? And he's almost just like, hey, we lost the game, it's fine. But we're getting in, this, in the water and we're swimming around the jetty. So we all get to the, the beach, we're in the water, sort of up to our thighs, he says who's the worst swimmer and Eddie puts his hand up yeah I'm the worst swimmer I don't know thinking he was gonna get out of it he goes all right Ed start swimming so so Ed starts swimming and he's 20 meters by himself I'm sure he's thinking I'm gonna get eaten by a shark here and he goes all right, let's all get in and it just totally had a way of being able to loosen the mood and you know yeah bring everyone together
0: galvanizing
1: galvanized by the end it was like all right we're going to lose some games but we're going to do it together and as bad as you think it's going to be it's actually never not that it's never that bad so he just had this way about him that was quirky He would have his green teeth and yeah that's that's why i think he meant so much to to all of us and if you messaged him outside of hours you'd get a, a random message at 2am or 4am because that's when he'd code the games and yeah he's a He's a pretty special coach. I've been really quite blessed throughout my, my time. So, you know, when you ask when was the last time you cried, well, I look and go, Jesus, just been so fortunate because you see so many and hear so many and read so many incredible stories of people that have just suffered such tragic loss. And you think of your own life. Jesus, it's been just a total blessing. But the film one for me is like, someone that meant so much to so many people had galvanised the group so quickly. The train is so bloody hard.
2: Hawk star Sean Burgoyne speaking glowingly of the influential role Walsh played in the early stages of his career at Port Adelaide.
0: I don't think I would have been able to step into AFL footy the way I did and play straight up if it wasn't for the guidance of, of Phil. He taught me a lot about having standards um, when I first came in, you know, elite standards, preparing, having an elite
1: lifestyle. Never allowed to walk during a session. You could either run or stand still, and was all of a sudden gone, and those philosophies that, you know, would only spend a short period of time in the six months, but were so strong and had, we'd seen a real uplift in performance that well, this is the right path that was done. And without, without speaking out of school or yeah. talking from, I'm sure, I'm sure it affected Tex a lot. They were really tight. Tight. Phil had picked him to captain the side, entrusted the group under his leadership. I'm sure that affected him a huge amount. He's copped it a lot, you know, through his career, rightly or wrongly, but 15th of a grand final win... And captain team under that. Yeah. It's a pretty tough going, yeah. And when you're leaving the ground
0: in the West, was there a trigger for you to burst into tears? Was there a a pat on the back or a, a comment from an eagle or a
1: Yeah, it was just it was just standing next to Nick and it was well, I can't remember the words exactly, but along the lines of I'm feeling for you. And it was as simple as that and pat on the back and it's like having known Nick for a, for a long time and the fact that Phil had coached Nick and then it was just, that was it. To get that from, a, from an opposition player, it's almost more emotional because, you know, you just cracked in for two hours and then the last thing on everyone's mind as that siren goes is footy, it's like it's done. <sighs> and then we come in because everyone had obviously linked arms in the in the you know center circle as a tribute. Then doing that it was like the, the final straw of wow. Highly emotional moments in
0: life and sport. I don't think in my time in footy since 08, I reckon there's been a more emotional series of moments across the weekend than that.
1: Yeah, and and even the, like probably the most memorable win or one of the most memorable wins that I've ever been a part of was the, the showdown. I'm not sure whether it was the following week or a few weeks after, but it was that showdown win would been up by 30 points and all of a sudden Port comes storming home in the last quarter mm. and we win by under a goal. You know, feel meaning so much to, to Port Adelaide people and so much to this new club that he'd just joined. Yeah. Um, I still remember that as, it was emotional, but it was not sad emotion. It was like the game plan that, he developed that Campo had continued on and had been beaten our, our biggest rivalry. Do you cry much? No, I'm not a, a crier. Well, if I watch a kid's show now or, or a show that involves children, you know, being hurt or whatever, that, that sends me off now because I just relate it totally to my own kids and what it would be like to for anything to happen to them, and I just find myself that just I'm horrific with. But beforehand, I wasn't. Oh, I've always think of my life. I've just been so blessed. I've never played a poor game in Dad's eyes. <laughs> That's true. Thanks,
0: everybody, for listening to The Last Time I Cried, brought to you by AIA Vitality. Really hope you enjoyed it. Just make sure you subscribe to the feed to ensure you don't miss any more great stories.